This is the Sunday Worship Podcast. Hello and welcome to Sunday Worship on Salvationist Radio. My name is Jo Moyer and this morning we're going to be thinking about the Great Commission and what it means to be authentic witnesses for Jesus. Our scripture this morning is taken from Matthew chapter 28 verses 16 to 20 and I'm reading from the NIV. The Great Commission. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. We can't help but tell our story. In almost every encounter, no matter how seemingly insignificant, we seek and use opportunities to share our narrative with the people around us. For nearly 10 years now, I've been teaching an intensive listening course called Everyone Counts. And one of the key messages is that humanity wants to share their story. It seeps out in our encounters with others, even sometimes when we don't want it to. Because telling our story is a part of being human. We enjoy it. We need it. We're often very good at it. This month is Black History Month an opportunity to share, celebrate and understand the impact of black heritage and culture. For many years, that narrative was overlooked or even distorted. Started in 1926 by American Carter G. Woodson, a son of former slaves who went on to hold a PhD in history and even teach at Harvard University, it's now celebrated in the USA, the UK, Canada, Germany and Ireland telling this story is important. This morning's scripture, though, is about another group of people faced with the challenge to share their story in the face of potential distortion. In the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, we find ourselves with the disciples, gathered once more with a risen Jesus in their midst. The women had gone to the tomb after the Sabbath following Jesus' crucifixion and found the tomb empty. They'd been visited by angels, and the Roman guards who had witnessed all this with them had run to the chief priests. Now, whilst the women were being instructed by the angel at the tomb to go and quickly tell the disciples that Jesus was risen from the dead, the Roman guards had gone to the city and given their report. The chief priests and elders devised a plan, bribing the soldiers with a large sum of money and giving them instructions to lie about what had actually happened at the tomb. Verse 13 of chapter 28 says, You are to say, his disciples came during the night and stole him while we were asleep. The soldiers took the bribe and did as they were instructed, circulating the false story among the Jews, distorting and undermining the narrative of the women and later of the disciples. In the face of such injustice, we see why Jesus' command to witness about his resurrection was so vital. His story, the story of redemption, atonement, forgiveness and salvation, was at stake. But that was then, surely. 
We don't all need to be sharing the gospel, do we? We're not all gifted evangelists or great communicators. Better to leave the gospel sharing to the professionals, to the ones who are good at it, the ones with leadership responsibilities, the ones paid to do it, right? Have you ever heard someone say, I've not been given the spiritual gift of prayer, so I will leave that to other Christians? Or, I'm not gifted in reading the Bible, so I'll just let someone else do that. As Christians, we know those two things, whether they come easily or not, are fundamental to our relationship with Jesus. We might not feel that we are specifically gifted theologians, but we read our Bibles anyway. We may not feel we are specifically gifted pastors, but we pray and we try to learn to be better at those disciplines. So why is it we often hear, I'm not an evangelist, I'll leave that to someone else? Many years ago at a conference called Roots, the late General John Gowans preached on spiritual gifts. I was a 20-something, still finding my faith, and I will never forget his passion as he challenged us on the it's not my gift attitude so many of us held avoiding sharing the gospel because we didn't deem ourselves worthy of such a calling. General Gowans went on to unpack the difference between the gift of evangelism, we can find that in Ephesians 4.11, and the call we all share to evangelise and witness for Jesus. To speak about Jesus with the people we meet, to be brave enough to be authentic Christians on a Monday at work as well as in church on a Sunday. To reject the idea that evangelism was only for the professionals and embrace the calling we all have to be witnesses. I remember struggling with this. I worked in a professional environment where I couldn't talk about my faith, or at least I couldn't start the conversation. How would I live out this calling and not take advantage of vulnerable people in my care? General Gowan said something that stayed with me from then to today. If you're wondering how can I witness for Jesus if my job does not encourage it, if the conversation must begin with them, if the opportunity seems impossible, pray. Pray for an opportunity. Pray that God will prompt, God will lead, God will use you. It was a brave prayer and one God answers in ways I could never have imagined. Romans chapter 10 verses 14 to 15 puts starkly our responsibility to witness. The message paraphrase puts it this way. How can people call for help if they don't know who to trust? And how can they know who to trust if they haven't heard of the one who can be trusted? And how can they hear if nobody tells them? And how is anyone going to tell them unless someone is sent to do it? How will the people hear? unless we tell them. In Acts chapter 8 verse 4, after the stoning of Stephen, we read that the Christians who were scattered by the persecution began witnessing and sharing the gospel. What's important here was that the people recorded in this report were not professional preachers or known disciples. They were ordinary men and women who shared their faith with those they met. It was these ordinary people not the skilled preachers who expanded Christianity in those early days. Friends, the calling to share the story of Jesus, 
to witness to the gospel and to tell other people of salvation in the name of Jesus is not a singular gift given only to a few, but a command given to us all. It's not confined to the spiritual gift list, but is part of our spiritual discipline as much as prayer or reading our Bible. It's not only for the great communicators or a reserved appointment for people with a theology degree or a rank. It is a command which we are all called to participate in. We are all commanded under the authority given to us as followers of Jesus to share his story with our work colleagues, our school friends, our neighbours, our loved ones, even strangers. Through the lives we lead and the choices we make, through the conversations we have and the activities we engage in and don't engage in, in the way we love people, in the way we love ourselves, with a clear and concise intention that those we share with might come to know Jesus for themselves. We can't help but tell our story. This month, as we celebrate with a culture whose story has been distorted and are claiming it back slowly but surely, we are reminded that we too have a story to share. As Christians, has the narrative of Jesus been similarly distorted, sidelined or deemed irrelevant? We are called to share the gospel, to live lives which demonstrate what salvation looks like, a calling not just for the few, but for all of us. How will the people know unless we tell them?
Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you that salvation, healing, hope and light is found in his name. Would you make us brave enough to ask for opportunities to speak of you? Would you send people our way that will ask us questions? And would you give us the right words to say and the courage to say them? Not for our glory, but for yours. In the precious name of Jesus, we make it. Amen. Thank you for joining us. God bless you.